0: business lifestyle social media powerful women do any of these words interest you then you're in the right place welcome to the behind the girl boss podcast i'm your host amanda and this is the place where you can learn about powerful business women who are thriving in whatever they do get your notebooks ready and let's get learning Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to the podcast. Hello, what's up? It's been a minute. I kind of just like jumped back into the podcasting world and then remembered like, oh, like all the interviews I have are not within the next two weeks. So um, we're here now, we're back and we have a lot of episodes coming and I'm excited to kind of talk to you guys about everything and just get back into the swing of it and like learn about more people's like lives their journeys their businesses and all those fun things so let's start off with our mantra of the episode so today's mantra is my voice is valuable and my opinion matters i feel like a lot of us think like oh like i'm just like a random ass person like i'm a nobody like why would my opinion or like Knowledge or anything matter, but at the end of the day, like whatever we feel and whatever our opinion is Is valuable and it matters to at least one person in this world So we gotta we gotta embrace that and like realize that and recognize that So I thought that was a perfect little mantra to pick So i'm going to repeat it so we can repeat it together. My voice is valuable and my opinion matters. Yes um other than that It's almost june, which is absolutely wild Um, I have two trips coming up. Well, I have three, actually. I have one to LA, one to Toronto for two days, and then New York for three days, and then LA is four days, but yeah, I'm excited. I have a lot of things coming up. I've also been working fully for myself for the past week, which has been interesting to say the least. Um, just a very different vibe and dynamic, and I just need to like adapt and get used to it. But I'm excited to see where this goes um for today's episode, we have a guest um as you can see, we have Kayla Moran on the podcast. Kayla is a blogger, she is a podcaster. And she just graduated from law school recently, which is super exciting. So, on this episode, we speak all about what her law school experience was like, what she has in store for her future, and then we also speak a little bit about networking and how she was able to get her two current jobs through networking. I'm very excited for you guys to listen to this episode, and without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Hey everyone, what's up, and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So, I haven't recorded in a minute um, with a guest specifically. So today we have Kayla with us. So hi Kayla.
1: Hi, thank you
0: for having me. (laughs) Thanks Thanks so much for coming. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on. I never know how to like open it up like it's work in progress, even though this podcast has been here for a minute. (laughs) But do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do?
1: Yeah, so actually like you said work in progress, because I am definitely a work in progress. But I'm Kayla Moran. I am a recent Law school graduate at at the University of Tennessee College of Law. I'm from Miami, going back to Miami, and I will be working as an attorney there in social media law. But I am also a content creator, a blogger. But the blog is kind of on pause, but it's still there. You can go check it out. And then I am a podcast host uh, at the Let's Get Candid podcast, and I also work at Relish Social with Natalie Barbu. And there's million other things that I can tell (laughs) me.
0: Awesome, well, I'm excited to kind of get into it and learn more about you, but I like to do a hot seat segment before we kind of jump into it. So my first question is, what is your go-to coffee order?
1: Ooh, iced chai with almond milk, and if I need an extra kick, I'll do like a half shot of an espresso and do a dirty chai.
0: Ooh, I've never had a chai, or any chai. Oh,
1: love chai.
0: I need to try it. A lot of people talk about it, but I never, never tried it.
1: I love a latte or a cappuccino, but like... <laughs> like I for that like like sitting at a cafe and like having the experience yeah. whereas I'm on the go like a chai works I'm not gonna come here and do like a black coffee or like and I don't like yeah. cream Like ch- I'm not one of those people so yeah just a chai latte keep it simple
0: I'll try it one day I'll let you know <laughs> the next question is we kind of spoke about this before we started recording but um if you could pick up and move anywhere where would it be?
1: So I'm not going to actually say the obvious answer, which is Miami, um where I'm from, because I am getting to do that. But if I could pick up and go anywhere, either London or Florence, those are mm-hmm. two of my favorite cities in the entire world. And I love Europe. And I would love to be able to live in one of those cities for like six months one time. That'd be awesome.
0: I've never been to Europe, ever.
1: Oh, you have to go sometime. It's
0: I was so supposed cool. to go, and then COVID happened.
1: So was I. I was supposed oh. to go in May and after my first year of law school and I didn't get to go obviously so now I'm going on my bar trip at the end of the summer in July and August and I'm so excited
0: that's exciting I can't wait to hear about that oh my last question is what's one movie you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of hmm,
1: that's a good question oh probably the step-up movies like I love mm-hmm. dance movies so I think yeah step-up is probably a good one
0: those were good I watched them all too like and they're kind of old ish. Like, I feel like they're I was like older. twelve when I first started watching them.
1: They're vintage, but yeah. they're still classic. They're <laughs> yes. so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we kind of, sp- you kind of spoke about how you just graduated from law school. Why did you decide to go to law school?
1: Yeah. So I always, I hate being that girl, but I, I always wanted to go to law school since I was little. I said I was going to mm-hmm. go to law school, and it's funny. So I'm Hispanic, and growing up, you know. You're either gonna be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or an architect. Like that is like the American dream. That is what our parents as immigrants came here for. Like we get told that growing up. And then I remember one time I was like elementary school age, like older elementary school. And I remember telling my grandma, like, oh why am I gonna marry a lawyer when I can be the lawyer? Like, I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. I like it hit something got me and I was like, I'm gonna be a lawyer. And yeah. So that was my goal. I, you know, I danced my whole life, but I was really into academics too. I loved history. I love learning. I love culture. I love traveling. And, you know, it just made sense, like history and law, like they go together. And it, it, at the end of high school, my economics and AP government professor, we were studying the constitution doing, you know, AP US history. And it was kind of like, okay, like, yeah, like, this is what I want to do. Political science major. Then I'm going to go to law school. And I got to college, and I did that, and I was like, I actually don't like political science, but I'm gonna do a legal studies degree, and I keep it a little bit more broad, and then go to law school mm-hmm. from there. And in hindsight, I now know that you can go to law school with any bachelor's degree. Oh, so I wish I would have done something more fun, um, like you know, r- marketing or fashion merchandising or something like I don't know, something more fun. I thought about doing journalism. I thought about doing like ad, um, ad PR and radio television. Like, I thought about it. I thought about adding those as my minors, but I decided I'd rather graduate early from college than add a whole extra year for an, a minor. That yeah. Just like for fun, it wasn't going to go anywhere because I knew I was going to go to law school. I actually would have graduated college a whole year early had I not failed math twice. But That's besides the, the point. <laughs> so I graduated with a minor in political science, a major, my major, a BA in legal studies. And I was working as a paralegal at a law firm for six months after graduation while I applied for the bar. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm doing now applied for the LSAT and so I had to take it twice and then went to law school and I came to UT because they gave me the most money truly that was really the only reason I thought I didn't want to be in Miami anymore and I thought you know being in Tennessee it would get me access to Nashville Charlotte DC I knew I was an East Coast girl um and I thought these are cities that I think I would want to live in so I'm gonna go there and they gave me the most money so why not And then really fast, once I got here, I realized, no, I'm from Miami. I am meant to be Miami. I want to go back home. So I decided to stay at UT because I was getting a really good education and I love my professors. And it was, again, the most affordable option. But I probably could have transferred. But yeah, so I came to law school just because I kind of always knew I wanted to be a lawyer. But while I was here, what I decided to do with my law degree has changed quite significantly, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, I kind of always knew I wanted to be a lawyer, which isn't really helpful. But I will say for anyone who's thinking about it, that's not a good enough reason. You need to have like a why. Like why are you going to law school? Why do you want to do this? Because it's an investment in yourself. It's Mm -hmm. a very expensive investment in yourself and it's a sacrifice. So why do you want to do it? And to that I have a really good answer. That wasn't the reason why I decided to go to law school to begin with. It was kind of like I decided as a kid that I was going to do it and kind of just did it. Um, and that just goes to show like my growth as a person too. Like I, I usually just go through the motions and do things because they were expected of me, not because yeah. really what I wanted. And it wasn't until I was in law school when I got to actually for the first time do things because I wanted to. Because in college, my parents thankfully paid for my education in law school. I was the one paying for it. So I was like, you know what? Like, it's my turn. I get a say. And so I came to law school wanting to help people and inspire people. You know, I love history. I love learning. I love culture. I wanted to use my knowledge and my skills to help people less fortunate than I am. That was my why that was the true reason why I came to law school. Um, And that was what kept me going throughout the entire time I was in law school because shit's hard. And, and And that's still the core reason of everything that I do today. If you look at all of my platforms, if you look at anything I do, you can tell that I, or at least I hope you can tell that my goal is to inspire people and encourage people to be the best versions of themselves by me showing up unapologetically authentically as who I am. And, Mm -hmm. and that was my way for going to law school. And yeah, I so very long way to say.
0: that. So how would you say is the reality of law school? Because we see a lot in movies and TV shows, but what's it really like?
1: Yeah, so it's funny, because while I was in law school, I took a class called images in the law. And it's technically a 3L slacker class supposed to be like you watch movies and like you talk about movies and it's supposed to be fun and it is it's a lot of fun but in reality what it's actually meant to do is to make you think about the way the law is depicted in media and pop culture and also the way that media has changed the way we view the law and like as lawyers and law students and practitioners because there is that like they work together in a weird way. They work together. You would think that media doesn't affect law because it's such an institution and it is—it's one of the oldest, most prestigious, most slow-moving professions. But in ways, it has has been impacted. Actually, that is one of my favorite, mostly because it was a fun class, but also because again, I love learning and like curiosity. I I really enjoyed that class because I realized. That, you know, we think of movies that depict law school, Legally Blonde, um, How to Get Away with Murder, shows like that. And there's truth to them, but they're fabricated quite a Mm -hmm. bit as well. But in reality, like, no, they, they got a lot of things right. I would say law school is quite an experience. I, again, I am grateful for it. I will always be grateful for it. I literally would not be the person I am today had I not come to law school. I say that both personally and professionally. I don't know if I would go back. Had I not gone to law school when I did, I don't think I would have gone at all. I thought about it like taking a gap year, like a full mm-hmm. gap year, waiting a whole cycle. I don't think if I had done that, I don't think I would have even gone. And I definitely, looking back now, don't think I would do it again had I not done it when I did it. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that even when the pandemic happened seven months into law school, Even with all of the struggles i have gone through along the way, which I'm sure we'll talk about, I still, I'm grateful that it happened when it did and that I came to the school that I did, even though, again, I haven't really had the best experience. I I can't, I can't take it for granted. With all that being said, it is not for the faint of heart. It is not something you just do because I'm not ready to go out into the world yet. I don't have a real job and I'm not ready to, you know, no. Like, do yeah. not come to law school. A lot of people do. That's why I said at the beginning. Like, you know, it's not like a. Oh, I just always wanted to be a lawyer. Like, it's not. It's not a fleeting thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you come in with it being fleeting, you're gonna get smacked in the face with reality real hard, and you're gonna be like, oh shit, what did I do? And and by the way, that's still gonna happen. It just might be a little bit better if you mentally prepared yourself. Um, but it's hard. Like. You know, legally blonde. Like the first day of school, when she gets called on, and she doesn't. You know, she's like really confused. She's like, oh, we had homework. Like, we had to read before this. Like, she's like, that's true. Like, that's reality. If ever, if you've ever seen the Paper Chase, um, which is like one of the classic like law school movies. Um, it's an older movie at this point, and that's pretty accurate in some respects. It's one of the most accurate. Um, even though it's vintage now, it's still pretty accurate. How to Get Away with Murder is the least accurate one out of all of them, I would say. I've never seen suits, so I don't know how ac- like accurate that is to legal mm-hmm. practice. But I mean, law school is hard. It's it's an adjustment. The first year in general is just an adjustment period. You know, you don't have homework. You have 60 pages of reading per class per night. So that's about 200 pages.
2: Yeah, that's wild. Um,
1: you know, hundreds to 200 total a night and you're briefing these cases, which if you've never briefed a case before, which you probably haven't, you're going to, it's going to take time to get used to reading these cases that are a lot of times older, old English, hard to understand, hard to figure out what the court is really trying to tell you and learning to figure out what the rule of law that your professor wants you to know by reading mm-hmm. all these papers and then synthesizing them. Like it's an adjustment. It's, it's difficult to get the hang of just that. Plus, it's a sacrifice. You know, I was grateful that I came in single, you know, unmarried, no children, no responsibilities, but literally to feed and clothe myself and keep yeah. myself destroyed. There's people who are married, people who have children, people who, you know, lose family members or you get sick. Things happen. Life doesn't stop because you went to law school, but law school kind of makes it seem like it should. And the mm-hmm. legal profession kind of makes it seem like it should. And you have to really. You you have to prioritize. Truly at the end of the day, what it is is you have to decide, like, are you going to allow this process to eat you live or are you going to make it work for you to a certain extent, you know? And you just have to be really, I think, flexible, but they're not gonna tell you that. They don't want you to be flexible. They want you to, you know, what's the like fall in line? Like, you know, rank a file, like, you know, do as you say, do like do as am do as you're told, do as I say. Like this is the this is what's going to get you to success, and there is a there is a roadmap that's been set out. You know, a million people will do it be- have done it before you. A million people will do it after you. There's a there's a roadmap, but that roadmap doesn't work for everybody. So, and it definitely did not work for me. And I and I've become really open about talking about how if you want to come to law school or any grad program, great. I want you to succeed. I want to help you get there, but I want to help you do it in the best way possible for you. And if yeah. that means going the grain and doing things that aren't super popular because that's what makes you happy and it makes you feel good and what works for you. I want to give you the tools to do that because guess what? Your classmates, your professors, they're not going to be as inviting. And I think for me, the most difficult thing was just realizing like, I'm glad I'm here and I want to be here. There's a reason why I'm here. There's a purpose for me to be here. It's going to get me where I want to be, but mm-hmm. I don't want to it the way that everyone else is doing it. I don't want to do it the way my classmates are doing it. and that doesn't make me any different or any better or any worse and I'm grateful that personally my experience like my classmates and my professors and deans never looked at me any differently they probably yeah. thought I was crazy one of my professors last week even so he was like I'm be honest i worried about you I was really worried that you weren't going to be able to make what you wanted happen because it was so untraditional and so unconventional but I'm so freaking proud of you because you got what you wanted. You did it. You you persevered and like you proved us wrong. And I'm really that makes like I was I was bragging about you the other day. Like I'm so proud of you. And it's a professor that I really didn't know that well. And other mm-hmm. professors have also told me that in the last couple of weeks at all of like scholarship galas and things. And I was like, okay, so I'm like I thought all along these people thought I was crazy, but maybe they did think I'm crazy. But they're also like part of them are, is impressed by me, mm-hmm. and you know that. But I think law school is hard. Like, I, I can't overstate that enough. Like, it's just, it, 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 there's no other way. If you have not gone through this yourself, like, you will never be able to understand. Like, and I see all the time with my classmates, like, they're in relationships. If their partner has not also gone through this or is going through it with them, they will never understand. Yeah. Unless they're also in a program similar, like PA school or med school Or I honestly I would argue that the MBA programs are not. They're not at that same level. I would say law school and like any of the medical programs, like those are the ones that are on par. I would argue med school is even worse than law school based off of like my classmates who have partners in other programs. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine med school. I think if you make it out knowing like, you know, what I gave in my all and you know, I did. And
2: you're like
1: if you come out of it thinking like you know, I'm just going to be a part of the machine and be a part of the meat grinder and work 80 hours a week. And like this, this, and this, if that's what you want, great. But if that's not what you want, and that's the reality that you, that you, that you're the path that you're on and you don't want that, you're not going to be, it's not going to go well for you.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I think you need to, while you're here, really decide one before you get here but especially once you are in law school like realize like is this really what i want is this really the life that i see for myself because it is a lifestyle law school is a lifestyle it's not like college you know you're partying out with your friends and like tailgates and like greek life and like whatever like it's or I don't know how it works in Canada, but at least in the US. Like it's not, it's not undergrad. You can't just come in thinking it's an extension of undergrad. And I've seen people do that and it really didn't work out well for them. I would just caution you, like, really decide if this is what you want. And, you know, I don't want to discourage anyone to come to law school because I think it's a it's a noble profession. It's a great profession. We need lawyers and we need more good lawyers because there's a lot of lawyers out there. Not all of them are good lawyers. Yeah. Um and you, you learn that real quick once you're in law school, too. Because a lot of these cases happen because a lot of times it's not the defendant or like the case. It's, it's sometimes it's straight up just bad lawyering and kind of sad. But um, there's a whole class about that, too. <laughs> yeah, I just think like I don't want to discourage anyone from coming to law school. Yeah. And I see my classmates and what they're going into, and like it's necessary. And I love them for it, and I'm proud of them. But they're proud of me too, because they recognize that that wasn't what I wanted. And that I set out to build a life and a path and a career for myself that did align with what I wanted. And if you are doing it because you are passionate about it and you are purposeful in everything that you are doing, it seeps out of you and it's contagious and people see that and like they want to support that. So yeah. I would, don't do it because someone else is telling you to, or they expect it of you, or they think that you should. You're like, uh, maybe I'll go. Like. This isn't like a maybe, like this is something that you really have to decide, like, is this what you want? Because if you don't, like, I'll be very honest with you, Um, it took me quite a while to to get here. It took me about a year to really get to this mindset. Law school is three years. So the whole first year of law school, I was not in a good headspace and I was not doing well. And I almost succumbed to a lot of things. and. If you are not headstrong, or at the very least, have a reason to stay, it can eat you alive. And I and I said that earlier, but like I don't want to like I I can't stress that enough. Like it it mm-hmm. can truly, I've seen it. Classmates of my, my actual class, but other classes above me, he was a month from graduation.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. So he he was right. This is two years ago. A month from graduation. He had a kid, he was a single dad. So I don't want to overstate that. Like, I, I can't stress it enough. Like, you really need to know why you are doing this because it's not going to be easy. It can be fun, but it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be fun all the time. Mm-hmm. And the legal profession is known for being the professional degree, professional industry with the highest rate of substance abuse and drug abuse and the highest rate of suicides, it starts in law school. Most law schools, most firms, most professions, like uh, practices, are just now starting to provide resources in mental health and other counseling. It's getting better. It's going to be a long, run. we all know that there's mm-hmm. a stigma, and we're really working hard to change it, and it starts with having conversations like this, which is another reason why I am so open about it, because I want people to know that You know, you you can survive and you can make it out alive and you can have a fulfilling life, but you have to make that choice and it's going to be difficult. But some people don't get to do that and it's or 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 are able to and that is the part that is really heartbreaking. And I see some of my classmates self destructing and I've seen it, you know, in other classes and it's heartbreaking. So I Mm -hmm. would just caution, like, if if this is what you want to do just be really steadfast in that and keep that why like I said earlier like keep that why at the forefront of your mind if you have to put it above your bathroom mirror or above your desk do that Mm -hmm. keep that why at the forefront because that is the only thing that is going to keep you going during the process and especially if you have a family and children and you're a caretaker or any of that like even more so so yeah I need to go so deep right away (laughs) but yeah I mean is it as like they show in the movies yes and no but I think every like there are some parts that are universal there's Mm -hmm. other parts that are school each city each program has a different perspective but the universal part is that yeah it's it's hard and it's going to be a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of time and energy and effort and money and it's a sacrifice but it can also be the best damn investment in yourself you ever make and you don't not everyone who goes to law school has to be a practicing attorney not everyone has to be a prosecutor or a defense attorney or you know there's so many things you can do with a law degree which we'll get to in a second like i i know that you know people think lawyers and they think of like law and order and like (laughs) big profile murder cases and you know the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial and like those types of like big like things. That's not all lawyers are. There's so much you can do with a law degree. So, you know, do some research, you know, decide is, is this really what you want? There are skills that you can get in law school that will translate into business, into other big, big, anything. We, everyone needs a lawyer. Law, law is always going to be there. So it's a yeah. really good degree. Have, even if you would ever practice in a courtroom or practice in a law firm there are so many mm-hmm. things you can do with a law degree so keep that in mind too you don't have to go the traditional route i'm not but you have to decide is the process to get there going to be worth it is like is there a purpose for it because if you don't if you're just aimlessly going through it one your mental health you might not be able to handle it mental health wise yeah. but also Like I, grades are not important and grades are not everything, but at some level, like you do need to pass to graduate. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide, like, you know, are you going to be willing to put in the work? Because it is, at the end of the day, it's just, it's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding when you come out on the other side, like me, like you look back at how far you've come in the last three years. I truly cannot say that I would be the same person I am today had I not come to law school. I am 150%, like, a completely different person. And I'm grateful for
0: that. Love that. At least, like, yeah, like, you're able to recognize that and everything. Going off with what you said, you're not going, like, the traditional route. Do you want to speak a little bit about, like, what your plans are post um, the bar and everything?
1: Yeah. So, like I said, once I was about a year into law school, I realized that switch happened for me. And I realized, Mm -hmm. like, okay, like... I don't want to do the traditional route thing. I kind of, I'm really into the social media thing. COVID's happening and like people are really making money on social media and I'm really enjoying this. And I had a blog before I came to law school. I had a blog in college and I was on Instagram and I started creating content because we were on Zoom and I had time and I was really mm-hmm. enjoying it and I got a brand deal and it was actually, i it was on my memories today, like a year ago oh my I first made brand deal and I was like I paid one I had had some gifted before mm-hmm. but I was like oh like this is so weird but so yeah two years about a year and a half ago spring 2021 in January I you know I was like I'm back to school it was the halfway point of law school and I had just got overcome like one of the deepest depression episodes I think I've ever had and I was like I had a new lease life. I was like you know what like I don't want to do the traditional thing, but like, there's a reason why I'm here. I got in, I got money. I'm here. I'm going to make the most of it.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't want
1: to be a lawyer, but like, I can be an entrepreneur. I can be a business person and use these legal skills. And like, maybe I will be a lawyer, but like, not. I don't want to be in a law firm. And I was working at a law firm at the time, ironically. And I was also working as a student attorney in the clinic at my school, which 10 out of 10 recommend doing clinic or hands-on experience, like as an extern with a judge, or whoever you can do law, like hands-on experience as a lawyer in law school, like please do so. That and that was another reason why I chose my school was because of the clinic program and this professor in particular. And then when I got to the point where I got to be in that clinic program and meet that professor, it like reinforced, which was that semester in January. I was like, okay, like this is why I'm meant to be here. And I remember him asking me, he was like, you like, here are the types of work that you'll be doing in the clinic, which is the community economic development clinic, like small business clinic. Basically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is the kind of work you want to do. What kind of clients do you want? What, what do you want to do with your law degree? What kind of practice do you want to be in? How can I tailor this experience to you? You're the attorney. You're going to have your own clients. What clients do you want? And I was like, I started getting contracts for some like gifted opportunities with brands. And I was like, I'm kind of seeing a need for lawyers in the creator economy, which at the time that term didn't exist yet. I was like, the social media world, like as influencer, like working with brands, brand partnerships, gifted collaborations, like copyright, trademarks, like other like legal things like that this entity formation like there were things i was starting to notice and he was like don't know what that looks like i have no idea what that like where that will go but like i will do my absolute best to find you something in that god bless this man come back to me a couple of weeks later hey i found you she's a mom and an influencer she does fitness videos on youtube and she's looking to trademark her brand and i was like perfect here we go that was it. That was the beginning of like realizing like, okay, like I can do this. Like I can be a traditional lawyer doing IP work, but for influencers. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. And he was like, I don't know what this looks like, but like, I want to support you. Like, however I can help you, please let me know. And so that was my client for the semester. And I got to do some trade work, work and I did some you know, traditional like business entity, it wasn't formation, it was actually mergers and dissolution and like with a board meeting and nonprofit work, like 501c3s and like I got to do some really cool stuff in that clinic. What I got the most out of that clinic was realizing like I'm not crazy for thinking I can combine my passion for social media and my childhood dream of a lawyer. And that was the turning point for why I say like a year ago truly things started to shift. And in March 2021, my friend put on a symposium at her law school, and I was able to attend because it was virtual. It was on Zoom. And FIU School of Law has a, a sports entertainment and fashion association. And technically, so do we, but ours is practically non-existent. So the FIU is really robust. And so they had a symposium, and one day was dedicated to sports influencer marketing. And I was like, hey, can I join? Just here's the link. So I went best decision I've ever made in law school. And it wasn't even my own law school. <laughs> if, so also network, do your research. Do yeah. it, like if you think you want to do something like it's out there. I promise you or create it. And that's the beauty of the creator economy, which I can go on and on about. <laughs> I actually wrote a paper about this and it's being published in a magazine. So it comes out in June. So if you want to read it, let me know. And I will share the link with you when it comes out. But yeah, so I went to the symposium and I met a woman who she was a traditional lawyer and she was also an influencer. College YouTuber, turned law school YouTuber, turned influencer, and she was also a lawyer. And she was doing traditional law at the time, but she was picking up steam, helping other influencers with their the legal side of your business. And she was like kind of thinking about going off on her own and making that business. And I was like, I like okay, I'm not crazy. Like someone else is doing it. I mm-hmm. want to be a part of it. I want to learn for you. How can I do this? What do I got to do? Please t- show me the ropes. And she became a mentor. And a year later, I will be working with her. So I've officially signed, I haven't signed the contract yet, but I've accepted the offer to, Work with her as an influencer marketing consultant and attorney once I get my license. And she has left the law firm and she started her own legal consulting business and law firm for influencers. And yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing. And it all started because, you know, I bet on myself. I took a risk and I decided this isn't what I want to do, but like I see a need for my skill set in this space. And I'm combining another skill set that I have. I'm going to do this. And hey, if at the end of the day, does it doesn't work out, guess what? I still have a law degree. I can still go yeah. to a firm later and say, hey, I need work, like hire me. And I'm willing mm-hmm. to learn and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I had legal experience. I had worked, I had been working at an insurance firm. I worked at an insurance firm for a year. I worked in foreclosures and bankruptcy at a different firm pre-law school. So like I had, and I was a student attorney, uh, licensed under the U.S. Patent and Trade Office, so like I had other experiences and I went to a really good law school and, you know, I, I and I had a really good resume I, and I can network my ass off. I was going to be fine regardless. Yeah. And it was that shift in mentality of like, Amanda and I were talking about this earlier, like imposter syndrome. Like, I don't like to believe in imposter syndrome. I like to call it an imposter moments because it's bleeding, but it was never for me. Like, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't belong here. It was more so like, I know I'm capable of so much more. I know that I can do all these things, but like, I don't see where that's possible in the framework that I'm currently in. But then I decided I'm going to make it. I'm going to build it. That's Mm -hmm. the beauty of the world that we live in and having so many opportunities and choices and resources online. The internet makes it so incredibly easy to google whatever the hell you want so you know and i know that come saying that like the whole privilege thing if you don't have your own computer if you don't have access to the internet go to the public library as a kid my dad and i would go to the public library every weekend and i would check out books i had a library card and i would read books at the library because we didn't have them at home it's possible if you were willing to put in the work and put in the effort for it and that was truly what happened i realized like i'm gonna make it happen and I'm going to combine the two things I love. And I'm going to figure it out. And then I, once I man, I put that into the universe, I literally manifested it because I started meeting so many people that were kind of doing the same thing or like, we're like, oh, like those services would come in handy or like this. Yeah. Like, and the more and more people I told about it, they were like, you're crazy, but like you're onto something or like, I'm proud of you. Like, let me know how it goes. I want to hear how it goes. Like, that sounds exciting. That sounds interesting. So my classmates and my professors my dean the dean of my law school would like he like he he's always like knew that I was like connecting with someone cool on LinkedIn or like talking to Mm -hmm. different people so he's like so who have you talked to today or how's this going or how'd this go or how's this and it's like they all got really invested in it because they saw me shit yeah they saw my personality they saw that I was like happy and like, Mm -hmm. like and you know, that was them. It was like, okay, like she found her calling. And they, they're of course they're gonna if, if they people care about you and they love you and they support you and they want the best for you, they're going to encourage it. Mm-hmm. And so be mindful of those people who aren't that and yeah. don't find yourself to those people. But I got really lucky that, you know, these are traditional law school professors, deans, people who had their whole goal in life was to come to law school and be a lawyer. And they were like I see that this is what you want and it makes you happy. Like, let me know how I can help. Or like, I want to hear about it. So cool. And when I started a podcast a few months later, I was so scared to tell my classmates. And I remember I didn't tell anyone. Like, I, I literally just did it. I posted it. And then I went out to the bar that night. And they're like, oh, like, where have you been? Like, what have you been up to? Like, you're normally here, like, a lot earlier. And I was like, oh yeah, I started a podcast. And I posted my first episode. And they're like, wait, what? You
2: started your podcast?
1: <laughs> yeah like why not like I've always wanted I've been wanting to for a while I was just like I finally took the leap and like my friend Natalie Natalie Barbu encouraged it and like I just did it and they're like wait that's so cool send me the link and I was like wait really like you guys are interested you want to know about this and I have yet to have some of them on the podcast but like I, they want to come on and I want to have them on to talk about the different like how each of us had different experiences and different stories lost law school we all came to law at the exact same time and you know we're all doing something completely different yeah and that's the like there is a roadmap but you don't have to follow the roadmap if it doesn't work for you and I've gotten very very lucky that at my school the professors really do an incredible job of encouraging individuality and in each person doing what is right for them and helping them however they can in each thing and I'm telling you, if you have an idea, just help as many people as you can because someone might know someone who like can help with it. Like it's six degrees mm-hmm. of separate, and you know, career services has been like you know, in, you're going back to Florida, but like we would love to have you be a part of our alumni network and like connect with students if they ever want to get into this. Because I have a feeling more students are going to want to get into social media or like all these things. And I'm like, no, like absolutely, like I want to be. Like a part active part of the alumni network and like help other people, even if it's not social media, but it's just like figuring out what you're passionate about, like whatever, like I want to help them because I got to see it in myself. I've gotten to foster that in people under me that I've mentored like in grades below me or you know other law schools. and I've seen it in my classmates. like I don't know if, like I, I won't say I, I did anything, but I think just coming to law school at the time that we did with CoVID. Allowed each of us to really like reevaluate what we want and figure out, you know, make paths for ourselves and make choices that Mm -hmm. really align we are as individuals. And I think, you know, like I said, like I won't take law school for granted. I don't think I would do it again. Pretty confident that I wouldn't, but I'm glad that I did it at the time that I did because, you know, it allowed me to get to where I am today and allowed me to get to the viewpoint that I have today. And I think a lot of my classmates can say that, but it does take a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And I say blood because I fell down the stairs a couple of times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because I'm clutch. But like, yeah, it really does. Blood, sweat, tears, lots of tears, lots of mental breakdowns along the way. But also some really great stories and some really great memories. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think with like going the non-traditional route, yeah, I'm going to be a social media attorney, an influencer marketing consultant and influencer attorney. But like, and if you ask me, if you ask anyone, two years ago what that was it'd be like I don't know that doesn't make any sense yeah that's the beauty of it like I got to create my career while i have been in law school and it was a career that didn't exist Mm -hmm. and so if you want to badly enough if you're willing to make the effort and put in the work like anything is possible but yeah, so that's my story of the the non-traditional route
0: I love that and I like what you said too because I feel like it's important to have a good support system in whatever you do because like even for myself right now like I'm taking a leap and like doing something that like I never really imagined myself doing but because of the people around me they like motivated me and supported me and I was like okay maybe I could do this and like you also said if it doesn't work out you have like a whole degree and something to fall back on so I think that's important but you also work with Rella I think you do like their influencer marketing if I'm correct do you think you'd continue with this post-college or like what are your plans there
1: yeah so about just that like the skills that I'm learning in law school with Mm -hmm. any and for you like even if let's say like you you doing you're doing the freelance you have your own agency now let's say something happens and in three years you're like I don't really want to do this anymore I kind of want to go back to the corporate world for whatever reason Mm -hmm. that's just hypothetical you can transfer all these skills that you've gained the last three years to another job in a corporate setting. You don't have to like completely start from zero. You're not going, you're not going backwards. You're taking your skills and transferring them. All skills are transferable in some way or another, but it takes a little creativity and a little out of being out of the box. And something that Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx always says is fail forward. Like, Her dad, she says, her dad would always ask them as kids, like, how did you fail today? Not how was your day at school, but how did you fail today? Which is really weird thinking about it. But it's like, it's important to recognize that failure isn't bad if you learn from it. If you don't learn from it, then yeah, it's bad. But I think learn from every opportunity, good, bad, ugly, whatever it may be, everything that happens, there is a lesson to be learned. And every skill is transferable in some way, shape, or form. And Natalie and I were talking about this last night. You know, I would not be who I am today had I not gone through all of the experiences that I've gone through. And that's not just lost relationships, toxic relationships, friendships, all of these things. They make you who you are. So it's never a failure. If you lose a friend. relationship doesn't work out if you get fired if you have to quit whatever it is like you can learn from every single experience and what you gain from that experience is experience knowledge like a a, it's a tool in your toolbox yeah you can take the next opportunity or the next adventure so I really wanted to touch on that really fast because I think it's really important to recognize that you know we all hope that what we're working on right now works out,
2: but if yeah. it doesn't,
1: we're not high and dry. For example, I can't remember her name right now, but the founder of Bumble, she helped start Tinder. Then she left, that's a whole nother story, but she left for reasons that we won't talk about. But she, guess what? She took it and she she didn't stick her tail between her legs. She was like, you know what? I'm gonna try again. We made Bumble, and now they're competition. And, yeah. right, you know, all that to say, like, it's okay to fail. It's okay, but it's, it's only okay if you try. Yeah. If you didn't try, if you just expected things, if you just sat there hoping that things would happen to you or, you know, whatever, like, then yes, you failed and, like, too bad, so sad because you did it to yourself. But I think truly, like, all skills can be transferable. All experiences teach you something. You just have to be willing to be creative and work with what you got. And again, have a why. Have mm-hmm. a why. Have a purpose. Have a a goal for yourself and it's not like have timelines have structure like this needs to happen by this age and this time and it's not that. it's like picture your life in the future where do you want to be in 5 10 15 20 years don't set those hard and fast rules but like have that you're working towards that yeah it's always changing because you're always changing or you should be we should always be trying to evolve and be better and you should want to surround yourself with people who are doing the same yeah Uh, Anyway, so with Rella um, and I've mentioned Natalie quite a few times, but that's another example of just putting myself out there and not being afraid to you know to fail and go for it and see what happens. but yeah, so in order to graduate from my law school and I think other law schools too, but basically we have to write a thesis like a dissertation in order to graduate and we call it an expository and once my, my professor and I we were like okay social media law social media and influencers and like the law like how how they work together like and you want to combine them and we want to know more about how they work together so he we were both just doing research into seeing like how I could
2: get work in this arena and he was like you have to write your expository still do you want to do it on this and I was like yeah how
1: would that what how would that work like what would that look like so we put together a well This was around March-ish. I had about four or five months to put together a research proposal that I had to propose to the school to allow me to write this paper. And so we brainstormed for four and five months, different topics. And by the way, the paper changed each draft of the whole (laughs) paper. By the time January came around, it was a completely different, like this January, it's a completely different paper. By the time this excerpt of it gets published in June, it's a completely different excerpt because so much has changed. It changes everything. So fast. But long story short, it was in that research period of like asking all these questions and doing all these things. Like I was started, I had been listening to podcasts since COVID and I was really enjoying them. And I I believe it was OKSIS, okay, but I don't remember. But I was listening to a podcast and I don't even know how I found okay, sis Probably through Lauren and Michael from the Skinny Confidential. And like through I know through them somehow I found OKCS and through OKCS I heard their episode with Natalie and I didn't know who this girl was I didn't know anything about her but she was talking about how she left her corporate consulting job and started helping businesses you know with marketing and building their businesses online and you know all of these things and I was like she built a business as a consultant online teaching them what she knew there's a lot of logistics and legal stuff that goes into that like I'm curious like I know she's not a lawyer but I'm thinking from a lawyer
2: yeah
1: okay like kind of though like seems like someone I want to have a conversation with and like figure pick her brain I want to know
2: where this came from so Natalie on Instagram And this was, I have to scroll back one day, because it was
1: a well, like, I don't know what month this was, I want to say it was maybe June, maybe last year. And I DM'd her and I was like, hey, like, my name is Kayla, I saw you, I heard you on the podcast on this podcast. And I see that you're doing this. And I have to write a research paper for school. And I would love to pick your brand sometime, like." Please let me know if you're interested in and I would
2: love to chat with you. No answer. A couple weeks later, tried again. Still no answer. A couple weeks later, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it again. One more time.
1: Why not? I have no shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, didn't care. I don't know who I am. Like, whatever. Like, it's not weird. So I followed up. And that time she, had, mind you, she had read them. And okay. she- <laughs> now knowing her, I'm like, not surprised at all. But I didn't let that face me. Mm-hmm. As I tried again and that time she answered she was like okay like let's hop on a zoom and no now talking to her about it she's like your persistence was what she was like this girl keeps texting me like, I'm just gonna see like what she wants and so we hopped on a zoom and we hit it off like right away and that all I was doing was looking for info for a research paper mind you and she like asked that, answered my questions. And I was telling her about, you know, wanting to combine it to like blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Hey, like we're not hiring, but I'm starting this business. Rella, like it's an app or it's going to be an app in the future. Cause my you, by the time a year ago, this did there was no app yet. Yeah. So he was like, I want it to be an app and it's going to be for influencers who want to run their own business as influencers and like to help them manage it. And we're not hiring, but like, would you wanna work here and like, help me out with this? Like, you seem like you have a lot of knowledge about the legal side of things and like, we could use that. And I was like, I would love to, like, I don't know what that looks like, but like, yeah, can we talk more about it? So mind you, I don't know if if I, I didn't know at the time, like, could I do that? Is that legal? Like, you know, there's this whole thing about unauthorized practice of law. And I was physically at that point sitting at a law firm working as a lawyer, as a lawyer, yeah. uh, doing insurance law. And I was taking Zooms with like potential jobs, like that. The, the, not intended, but that's what happened. And so I was like, yeah, look, can we talk again? So, so we did a couple, I think the following week, we, we Zoomed again and we talked numbers and yeah, she hired me and Rella wasn't hiring and I wasn't looking and I was, I think the, it was just like, we, Realize, like, one, we get along and like we see that we can work together and like we could help each other out. And my paper changed a lot from whatever I learned from that conversation to what it ended up being. And my role at Rella has changed a lot from what originally I was hired on to do and what I do today. But yeah, I originally asked to be help with this tool that doesn't exist anymore and then also help with influencer management. And I had never managed an influencer before. I had never. Mm-hmm. i had a manager before I still don't have a manager and I was like I don't know what that means but like yeah I want to learn like I think that would be really helpful and I'm like yeah I want to would I need a job for my 30 year and I don't want to work at the law firm anymore so like this is a good part-time job while I'm at school hell yeah let's do it so yeah I started working there in June or in July the end of July and I've been there for a year and now I'm the influencer marketing coordinator and public relations person at Rella, and I help manage three influencers with Natalie and I also um do the PR so help get Natalie on people's podcasts to promote Rella and what we're doing. And yeah, that's kind of that's that's what that was. Um, but I will be staying on. I will be doing the public relations side of things. Um not so much during the summer, um, while I'm studying for the bar, um, but come September, I will be back and helping out with Rella in addition to being a lawyer and, um, a couple other things I'm working on, but, um, yeah, so that, the, the beauty is because it's, I'm an independent contractor and I just, as long as I get my stuff done, you know, it's fine. I get to do that as well. And again, that's the beauty of it. Like, because I'm going the non-traditional route with my law job, I can do other things. I can be a part of other projects, other opportunities, which if I were to go the traditional law firm route, I would not be able to, but I truly cannot see myself not being part of Rella. Like mm-hmm. it is just like, I'm one of the first people on the team, yeah. I think like six or seven. Like I love my job. I love my team. Like we are so close. We have so much fun together. Like I want to be a part of that. However, and Natalie has become, was talking about this with her last night and today, like she is truly one of my best friends. Like I, I want to be a part of it however I can, whether that's as a lawyer one day in the future or, you know, whatever. I want to be a part of Rella however I can. So yeah, same thing on, but that's how I got the job. Everyone's like, how did, like, how did you get the job? I'm like, that's so cool. Like, Natalie. And I'm like, I literally didn't even know who that was. <laughs> like, I had no idea
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I DM'd her what it would lead to, and that how just that in and of itself led me to where I am today and all these other crazy opportunities. And I we have so much in the works. There's so much that we want to do, you know, individually, together, as friends. Like, and I'm just, you and I were talking about this off air, but like, I truly feel like this chapter of my life, this book is closing now as I graduate and I move on. And like, come August, September, I get to start the rest of my life mm-hmm. the way that I do on my terms. And like, it feels so freaking good. It feels really weird, but it feels really good. And I am so freaking excited. And I owe it all to Cameron, who is the girl that I met um on that zoom symposium in march 2021 who is now my boss and natalie who is also my boss but both of them i've introduced them the three of us have gotten brunch like we just like these are my people like i love them they're my some of my best friends and like my bosses i learned so much from them they learned Mm -hmm. from me just have such a great time and like goes to show that like there is there is a roadmap for every single job but if you want to do something that isn't being done before you can also create it and that's the beauty of it and like I honestly never would have thought that I would be the creative one or entrepreneurial like we all growing up thought that would be my brother but in reality I'm the most entrepreneurial one out of all of us crazy how life works (laughs) out
0: yeah I want I had like two other sections but this episode's already an hour so we're definitely gonna have to do a second part because I feel like It's so much easier when like you're comfortable with the person talking with them for it to flow. So we're definitely going to have to do a part two to talk about other things that you're doing because you're doing a lot. (laughs) Um, But to end this off, I wanted to ask about networking because you said that Networking is key, and you're a very good networker. Do you have any tips for people who aren't so good at networking, or are kind of more on the shy side, and don't really know how to get themselves out there? Like, what would you recommend to them?
1: Yeah, no, we'll definitely do a part two after the bar exam. Yes, yeah, so and then we can
0: update on that and talk about how that went.
1: Yeah, I can update you guys on how the bar went, and all, and, I, and at that point, I should be able to talk more about everything else that I had going on, um, which I'll tell you off air because I'm really <laughs> excited it, but networking. Yeah. So I actually have a couple blog posts on my blog, kaylamranblog.com about networking. And I think I have a couple podcast episodes about it as well. But in reality, every episode that I have had on my podcast, I mentioned networking in some way, shape or form with a guest because it seems to be a really common theme in all of my friends' lives (laughs) that networking is key because it is it's six degrees of separation and that's really what it is like everyone knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone and like you really never know who those people are if you don't yeah. put your ideas out there and that doesn't mean you have to give them away and you don't you don't tell everyone but like if you meet someone who is doing whatever and they're But like they like there's a slight chance that there's a connection to something that you want to do. Why not? You never know where it can lead you. And you know, with being shy, like don't get me wrong, it can be scary to put yourself out there. But the beauty about social media and the internet, which is also the downfall, is that you're behind a keyboard. It's not that serious, it's not that deep. They don't see you. And so you actually hop on a Zoom or hop on the phone or meet in person for coffee, like these people don't know who you are. They're not going to judge you. So just ask. It's the same thing with dating. Shoot your shot. Like yeah. you never, you really just never know. So I saw this tweet the other day. It was, it says, this is the absolute best description of networking I've ever seen attention law students. But it goes for everyone. I never used to understand what making connections look like, but it turns out it's standing at a party and saying, I've been thinking about getting into the film industry and someone's saying, oh, Sarah works in the film industry and Sarah yelling from across the room, did someone say my name? You casually mention that you've been thinking about such and such and your professor overhears and is like, oh, I know someone who works there. Do you want me to email them for you? And you go, sure. It's the six layers of separation thing, which I think he means six degrees of separation. (laughs) Everyone is only so many layers away from everyone else. So if you stand correct in the stand in the correct rooms and say the correct things out loud once in a while, eventually someone will say, oh, I know a guy. And then eventually you turn into the guy that someone knows. I think it's hard That literally just sounds like witchcraft. And then he goes, oh, someone said, (laughs) it just sounds like witchcraft. And he goes, I mean, what is witchcraft? But just saying things out loud and something happens. That doesn't make any sense. But basically, it is witchcraft. It's like you're just putting things out into the universe and Mm -hmm. like it happens. It's like kind of like manifesting, but like we're not going to call it that because, but they are. It's the same idea. Yeah. And you, you just never know who's in a room. And so you see a lot too, it's like, you want to be around people who mention your name in a room of opportunities. Yes. You really do. And that's, that's what networking is. So tips for networking. I mean, I have blog, but those blog posts about it, but to like, keep it like, to give you a few here, just if you like, for example, let's say me, you like what I'm doing, or you are interested in, you know, being an influencer and you like how I'm doing it. And you kind of want to, do the same thing, you know, lifestyle being like really genuine and like sharing your life online the way that you genuinely do. Like, I don't create any like content to post on Instagram. I take pictures of whatever's going on in my life, and that's what I share. Mm-hmm. You want to do the same thing? Shoot me a DM. Hey, I am going and I see that you are doing this, this, and this. I want to do this as well. I would love to chat with you and see how I can get started. If you have any tips for me, send it. I'll, I'll answer it, you know. Or in a more professional setting, and I've done this, and I have a template on my blog, which I shared this on my law school's blog. They asked me to write blog posts on networking, ironically (laughs) enough, and then I to my blog because it it came so naturally to me. I was like, more people need to hear this. So let's say you want to be, I don't know, an engineer, and you are on LinkedIn, and if you don't have a LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn, and I teach you how to build a really good LinkedIn profile on that blog post as well. But once you've already done that, you're on LinkedIn and you meet someone or you connect with someone who is an engineer, aerospace engineer. Let's say that's exactly what you want to do. You want to be an aerospace engineer? You find someone who's an aerospace engineer at Lockheed Martin and you would love to work at Lockheed Martin or intern there because you're in college. You connect with them once you're connected or when you send the initial connection email, however you want to do it. I tend to just connect and then send messages later, but you can do it right away. So when you go to connect, it says, send a message, type out, hi, my name is Kayla. My I am a sophomore at the University of Central Florida. And like, that's true. Like I went to UCF, Lockheed Martin is on the space coast. So we're just going to go with that. <laughs> hi, my name is Kayla. I'm a sophomore at the University of Central Florida and I'm an aerospace engineering major. I see that you work at Lockheed Martin. I would would love to, I'm looking for internships for the summer. I would love to get coffee with you or hop on a Zoom with you sometime and learn more about, you know, how you got started with Lockheed and like if there's any internships available or if you could give me any advice for getting internships for the summer. I look forward to hearing from you. I am available Monday and Wednesday from 10 to 2 p.m. Please let me know if that's available, works for you or if not, I can send you a few more times. I look forward to hearing from you best. That's it. All you got to do. Mm-hmm. and by telling them who you are why you're calling them why you want like why you chose them yeah. what you want to learn from them and you're giving them your availability all they have to do is I'd like hi Kayla so nice to hear from you I would love to chat with you I'm available Wednesday at 1 p.m talk then yeah like, you're giving them everything if you don't put the mm-hmm. times in then you gonna be that back and forth so include that and then they're gonna say yes and then your response is going to be Perfect. Here's a zoom link. I look forward to hearing from. I talked to you on one. That's it. That's it's so easy. And I know that it seems like you did it so casually, so fast. And it's like because it takes practice. Practice Mm -hmm. makes perfect. More of those you send, the more responses you're gonna get. And you. And by the way, with Natalie, it took me three tries to get an answer. I think four. We have to go back and check. By the way, Cameron didn't answer the DM the first time, and then I emailed her. Because I was like, maybe she doesn't check her DMs. Or this is more professional. So like, maybe I should send an email. She didn't answer email. So I DM'd her again. And that's not when she answered. So it's okay if the first time doesn't work out. So rule of thumb, send it. Two weeks later, they still haven't answered. Follow up. If they still haven't answered, a week later, send another follow up. At that point, if they still don't answer, it's been three weeks. Ship sailed. Yeah. So, so, nowadays, we are so busy that people do not see or they see it. And they forget to answer because something happens Mm -hmm. a lot too. It's normal. It's okay. It's not. And also, if you don't hear back or if you get a no, sorry, we're not interested. Or, you know, you, let's say it works out and, you know, that person got you an interview, maybe not at Lockheed, but at Pilot or at Boeing or one of the other companies. Because by the way, you might not get the interview with that job that they have, but they might know someone. So like, limit yourself. Let's say they got to an interview at Boeing and you didn't get the position. You didn't get the internship. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. If you have any other opportunities for in the future, I would love to keep in chat in contact, but thank you so much for the opportunity. I talk to you soon. That's it. And connect with them on LinkedIn. Connect with your interviewers, send thank you letters, keep in touch. You never know because they might think like three years later, they're being like, Oh, like I remember Kayla, like let me see what she's up to. I have her on LinkedIn. Oh, she got her degree and she's working at pilot. But like now Boeing has an internship or Boeing has a position now. Let Mm -hmm. me see if you're interested. It might come back. Six degrees of separation. You really never know. Yeah. So even if it's a no right now, it doesn't mean it's a no always. And it's okay to follow up. It's okay to try again. You're gonna have to send a lot of. The more you send them, the better you get at making it sound like you. The way I said it is the way I would do it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I write emails for my dad on a regular basis. (laughs) I would not send that for my dad.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Find your wording. Find what makes you comfortable. But I I write that for you in a template on my blog. Literally fill in the blanks. So take it and go from there. But you know. It's just, it's trial and error and just being open to the opportunity. Do not like, it's not, and this is where people go wrong with dating too. Just because you sent the message doesn't mean that they have to answer you. It doesn't mean that you have to get what you want. You are not entitled to any. So, and that's the problem where we go wrong with with both networking and
2: dating. Like it's, it's just an opening. You're opening the door. Mm -hmm. You're introducing yourself. You have to get to know these people that's what the interview, you want
1: that. That's all you want. You want the opportunity to interview them and show them what you're made of. Same with law school applications or any grad school application. Your GPA and your LSAT floor, that's that's the initial get in the door. Once you've made it past there, guess what? Your personal statement or your interview or both, the school does both. That's where you really prove to them. You deserve to be in part of that school, a part of that program. You deserve that spot. You are going to offer something to the program and the program can offer something to you. Same yeah. thing with same with the job. You don't want the job just because you want the job and you need a job. What can you offer Lockheed Martin or Boeing or the University of Tennessee College of Law? What can you offer them? What can they offer you? Why are you going through this? Why are you doing this? What do you want out of this? Show, don't tell them. Prove to them why you deserve it. And also for dating, it's the same thing. It's like, once you get in that door and that initial conversation happens, it's like, who are you? Why Why do they want to talk to you? Why are you interesting? Why are you cool? Why do they want to get to know you? Why do they want to get drinks with you? Show them, Yeah. make it work. And it's the same thing. Like we can keep talking about this and then I can <laughs> go on for hours. I love networking because again, skills are transferable. I
2: go back yeah. to what
1: I said before. It's the same skills for all three things. So I think- just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and take a risk. Take a risk on yourself. Bet on yourself. You never know where it's going to lead. You really don't.
0: Love that. And I love the way that that ended off because I think a lot of people, a lot of people, like jobs nowadays, you get them through networking. So I think that a lot of people can learn from that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, both jobs and the job at law firm job. Oh, here we go again. Another topic, but... I wrapped it up so nicely, but then here we go. Um, (laughs) This episode is so long, but like, please come chat with me. Don't expect an answer until August, but (laughs) I will chat with you. But yeah, like law school, the way that traditionally the law school roadmap works, you get your job through on-campus interviews. OCIs, you will see your classmates wearing a suit at school, going to meet with law firms. That works for the top 5, 10, maybe 15% of the class. So what, about 30 people max? Yeah. In a class of like 70 to 120, which is where we're at. Harvard, by the way, Harvard is not as exclusive as it looks. There's 800 people in their first year class. My school is 126. Wow. So one of my professors who went to Yale argues that University of Tennessee College of Law is a lot more exclusive than Harvard. Which I don't know if that's actually true, but just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I thought it was really funny. Everyone was like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> that but anyway so only a small percentage is gonna get their jobs through ocis but the school promotes it the school puts so much emphasis on ocis ocis that's how you get a job it's how you become a big shot big law lawyer that's that's success in law school a lot of my classmates got jobs through that a lot of my close friends got jobs through that but not everyone so how did the other people get their jobs networking knowing people internships how do they get those? By continuing to reach out to people. If you see a law firm that you want to work at, but you don't know if they're hiring, find their managing partner, send them an email, networking, yeah, networking, or if you know someone who's a lawyer, or let's say you are med school is harder, but I, I don't quite med school. I actually am having someone on my podcast later this year, who we talk all about how this would work for med school. So stay tuned for that on my podcast. but. Because I know it's different. But for business school, I'm sure it would be pretty similar. Um, and I, I don't know what other programs would be similar. I'm sure public policy and like master's of public health would be fairly yeah. similar. And and social work is, I think, would be more like med school as well. But um, same thing. If there's a program that you want to work at or, a ho- or an office or a job or whatever, go on LinkedIn. Connect with them on LinkedIn. Show them who you are. Tell them you want to meet with them. Always frame it as let's have an inter- informational interview. Have coffee. Let's have lunch. Let's have a virtual coffee if you're not on the same city or whatever mm-hmm. Zoom. However you want to do it, you want to chat with them. Informational interviews are the number one way to get jobs because you're building your network. And by the way, like I said, the guy at Lockheed Martin might not have had a, had a job for me, but he knew someone at Boeing, and Boeing was hiring. Yeah. Along my information to Boeing. Same thing. Like these people, a lot of times they're part of professional organizations or professional societies, clubs, organizations, other networks. You're not just tapping into that net, talking to him because you want that job. You're tapping into his network. That's your goal. That should be your primary goal is connecting with him so you can tap into his network. And maybe he knows a woman at whatever. Or, you know, like people come to me all the time, like my, my sorority sisters, several of them just graduated from college and are like, Hey, like I see that you like work in marketing or, you know, a lot about marketing. Do you know anyone who's hiring? I'm like, actually I don't, but I know this community group that has a bunch of job postings that you might be interested in. Here's the link. Yeah. Perfect example. And it's like, you know, tap into your network. And if you were in Greek life, it's happened to your alumni network. If you were in a high school that had an Health Law Society, tap into that network. You really never know. And that's why you don't want to burn bridges. You don't want to, like, you never, you just really never know. It's so, Mm -hmm. like, you're like, OCIs are not the only way to get jobs. Most of my classmates got them through networking. My, First job. The first job I got, all of the jobs that I got in, with the exception of my first two jobs ever, every single job I've ever had is because I someone I knew. My first job was cold zone and my second job was like a random taco shop. Once I got to college, my volunteer positions, I interned for a senator. I vote, well, first I volunteered on his campaign, and then I volunteered or I interned for him as a senator through a fraternity brother that I knew. Through another fraternity brother from a different fraternity, I got a job as a hostess at a restaurant. And then I got a job at a law firm, probably through a professor. I don't quite remember how I got that one. And then, or like through like the job for the school, whatever. And then my job after graduation was a my dad's friend who was an attorney. And then when I came when I came to law school, I knew that I had wanted to be back in Miami. But all of the jobs, the primary location for the jobs that my school was promoting was in Nashville or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in either city. Guess what? God it happens that network because. My school doesn't know people in Florida. And by the way, my whole goal with being part of the alumni network is to like provide that pipeline to people who want to be in Florida because a lot of people want to be in Florida now. Um, It's a whole (laughs) other conversation. Um, But I I had family friends who were lawyers. Like my mom's boss, his son, old boss, who was retired. Her son is a lawyer. And I called him. I was like, hey, I'm a 1L. I'm looking for a job anything me i want to do like you know civil work not criminal and i would like to do transactional work but like i'll take anything it's mid COVID. it's like prime covid spring it was like yeah it was like spring break i was like i'm freaking out i need a job he was like my law firm like is hiring law clerks would you want to do insurance and i was like no not really but sure good job yeah. I worked there for a year and a half. He left and started his own firm. And he called me and he was like, hey, by the way, I brought you in. But like, I want to let you know first before anyone else, like, I'm leaving. But like, that doesn't affect your relationship. They love you. They want you to stay. They were willing to hire me on as an attorney. I just don't want to be there. So, you know, it's all who you know. It's all your network. And with jobs, with internships, with everything. And, you know, Jenna Palak met her boyfriend on LinkedIn. Like, there's people who, like, like, you can... LinkedIn is a great place. I freaking yeah. love LinkedIn. Don't use it as a dating app, but it could also be one mm-hmm. if you want. But like, don't use it for that reason. But like, truly, you just really never know. And networking is so important. But it's not as scary as people think. um I know I had summarized that really nicely before, and I don't quite have such a pretty.
0: <laughs> it's okay,
1: but <laughs> it's really not that bad. I promise.
0: Well, awesome. Um, thank you so much again for coming on. I mean, I learned so much and I'm sure other people can learn so much too. Um, but before you go, do you want to shout out any of your socials where people can find you where they can learn more about everything you spoke about?
1: Yeah, I I literally can't shut up. So like, I'm glad that you enjoyed my rambles and I hope that this helped people. And if you want more of these rambles, which I try to keep them a lot more limited on the podcast, I'm <laughs> Podcast, but I failed because I can talk forever. And I just, I love learning about people. I'm, I'm such a curious person. I really enjoyed connecting, but you can find me at Kayla Moran on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find my podcast, the Let's Get Canted podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and anywhere you find podcasts. And I will be going on a hiatus for the next two months while I study for the bar. But you can find me at Let's Be Handed Podcast. I will be giving you guys a weekly update about how bar prep is going and what I'm up to every week on the podcast. And I will be back on Instagram live from Europe when I come back <laughs> August. Yeah, um, I hope I look forward to connecting with you guys and thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. I really appreciated it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it. I do know it was a longer one than usual, but I hope nonetheless that you took the time to listen and really thought and learned and all those fun things. And I thank Kayla again for coming on the podcast. If you want to follow her, don't forget to follow her on her Instagram, like she mentioned, and check out her podcast. She has such amazing guests on there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys again for listening. If you want to support me, please don't be shy. You can follow me either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. And you can check out my YouTube channel. It's Amanda Wan. I would love, love, love if you did and you supported me because we're getting closer and closer to 10K by the day. And I'm just really excited for the future. So thank you guys again for listening. And like I said, I have so, so, so many guests coming on the podcast. And I'm excited for you guys to listen and hear from them. And I'm excited to also learn from them. So
2: yes, thank you again for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time.